I am so glad you could join us. I'm your host, Mo Gaudat. This podcast is nothing more than a conversation between two good friends sharing inspiring life stories and perhaps some nuggets of wisdom along the way. This is your invitation to slow down with us. Welcome to Slow Mo. Hey there, everybody. This is Mo Gaudet. Uh, today I'm joined with one of my dear friends, Dorota Stanchik, who is a creative director. She's a transformational artist, if you want to call her, which is really an interesting description. She uses art and creativity to help us find the spirituality inside us. She's an inspirational speaker. As a matter of fact, we met the first time in an event. You know how those events go. You speak on stage and then you meet a thousand people. And it's normally a very draining, if you ask me, experience because everyone wants to use the limited time that you have to connect and ask and get to know something or get to know you a bit better. And I definitely spend the time trying to get to know others better. And I remember this specific event around 10, uh, 30 p.m. after a very long day in the speaker's dinner, when everyone was about to get back to the hotel, I just bumped into Dorota and I don't remember what I said, but I can guarantee you we didn't uh, go back to the hotel for a while. We immediately hit it off. We started to talk about everything from life to politics, to spirituality, to views of art and to her findings through her journey. And it's been an incredible experience. We've been really good friends since, and it's such an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. And I do remember this moment very well as well. And it's those moments that when you meet someone you know, you will stay friends forever. Yes. And it's really beautiful to have those moments with people and to be able to connect so quickly to someone and I think it's only a matter of how much we allow ourselves really to go there and to go deep right away without any small talks and that actually gave us that opportunity that we can sit here together today so so is it easy for you do you normally do that just connect with people right away it is easy for me to connect with people however the connection is not always there I'm genuinely interested in every single person I am very committed to always stay myself and respect everything that I'm feeling with someone but at the same time being very genuine and very interested in another human any human and just see them really see not only what they want me to see but really see them and feel them and that either scares people or that creates very very deep profound connection but there is no small talks I don't have a time for small talks and it took me a while to really I always been a people pleaser for many years and that came from the fact that you know I've been rejected many times in life so I was always afraid that people will keep rejecting me and I just started to at very early age trying to please them trying to make people to like me and it took me many years to unlearn that to really stay committed to myself and to learn how to like myself in the way where I don't need to have this approval of other people. And that, of course, creates a situation where people will resonate and not always people will 
be on the same page and that force you to sort of be okay with that no matter what there is and if there is meaningful honest connection that's beautiful and if there is none that's also beautiful because we are not on each other's journey and that's fine as well if you don't mind me asking i mean how can you feel that you're being rejected or i'm you're obviously a very stylish quite an attractive woman you're quite fun you're very intelligent you. we're friends i can say what i want and you know the the, the truth the truth is you're probably the kind of woman that would be pursued by others so when and where how did you feel that rejection was it genuine was it actually rejection what was going yes. on there i always experience rejection from women interestingly, oh, interestingly. okay yes that mm -hmm. was always very present in my life and it caused me a lot of pain because i was by nature I never really felt what revelty is. For me, it was always being inspired by others. And I loved complimenting people. I loved empowering other people and other women. And I didn't quite get the same from them. But rejection started in a very early age, actually, when I was rejected by my brother when I was born. My brother was not happy that there was another child there, <laughs> yeah. but still completely the love from parents. and. Back then, when I was growing up in post-communist Poland, my parents didn't have a great conscious parenting education, so they did know how to deal with this kind of issue. And in fact, uh, I didn't even have a phone number of my brother for 28 years. Oh, wow. So it was very powerful rejection. Like, he just did not want me to be in his life. And that sort of created in my subconscious a belief that I am not worthy of being loved, I'm not good enough, that I am not simply good to, I guess, simply experience love from another human. And there was this, this little voice in my head, it's like, oh my God, if they get to know me, they will reject me like my brother did. Oh, wow. I really truly believe that everything doesn't happen to us, everything happens from us. We create our experiences. The reality around ourselves is just an extension of who we are. So if you watch the reality, all what it does, it tells you. It's a feedback on where you are at. Tell me more about that. What do you mean by that? We don't experience reality, it doesn't happen to us? Yeah, it happens from us. I believe that everything that happens is created by us. So, so a rejection by a brother is something that we cause? I would say that it was when we go that deep and I have to answer truthfully Absolute. what I believe. Yeah. I believe we choose, first of all, our parents and the family we are born in. And I believe that this life was in a big way my learnings about self-love, about how to manage and heal that, that wound of rejection and how to teach others on how to do it. So that situation caused in my life sort of ripple effect when I would keep re-traumatizing myself by creating those kind of situations in my life where I would be rejected. And so it started very early, early on in school when I had to change the school because, you know, some girls didn't like me. And when the teacher asked, why you don't like her? It's like, oh, she's too nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I had this oh, plenty of this kind of situations when, when people were bullying me in a big way. And I remember my parents saying to me, you are such a good child and if nothing works, maybe you should just fight them and hit them. And it was like the, there was back in a day in Poland, this is 
where education was. Like there was still children were punished in school by teachers in a horrible forms of hitting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the mentality. It's like you have to fight back. You have to hurt people if they are rejecting you. And I was so against going with that and with that system, with that mentality and everything in my core being was telling me this is wrong. And so I started to question very early on what this rejection is all about. What am I supposed to learn about myself? What am I supposed to, where this is all guiding me? And eventually it guided me to a place where I felt such a tremendous wholeness within myself that I didn't need anyone's love, anyone's approval, anyone's friendship in order to feel that I am enough. Say this again. I felt a wholeness in myself. Within that, myself, yes. That I didn't need anyone's love or attention or approval, approval. In order to feel that I was enough and I was the love itself. And you are enough. <laughs> of it? course, every one of us. I need to stop you here for a second because I'm getting a bit of goosebumps here. I record this podcast to tell that every one of us is a human, that every one of us is so similar, regardless of our status and our achievements and our success in Mm. life. And it's incredible that so quickly we get to the point where you've shared with us that even though you're so presentable and successful at what you do, you're still just another child that has gone through experiences in life that's not very different to many other children, maybe maybe even more so than others. And and this conclusion that you came to, I'm enough, I think this is really the core. I often, when people ask me about the reasons for unhappiness in the world, I always say the second biggest reason is ego. And rarely ever does anyone ask me what is the first biggest reason for unhappiness. And in my view, it's lack of self-love. Completely. It's our inability to connect to ourself and see the wonderful human inside and just literally love that person. Uh hundred percent. I could not agree more. So what happened? What was the story? What event triggered that? It just didn't pop up out of nowhere, did it? It was a lesson of at least 25 years before I got to the stage when I started to understand everything and connect dots and see that there was no one and nothing to blame and everything was coming from me and I was creating everything and all the signs was there for me to show me something that I needed to understand. And, you know, when my brother, let's say, I moved out from our house very early on when I was 16 to simply avoid that conflict with my brother. And when my brother stopped sort of, let's say, react on me with hate and aggression, that was the time when I developed a heart disease. So I literally started to punish myself for for being alive, really. I just didn't, I didn't know how it is to live life with feeling accepted and within myself and and loved by myself. So I developed this heart disease and I had a heart operation at the age of 18. And then in the meantime, I developed another disease, which was very rare, bladder disease, uh, which is called interstitial cystitis. And in the worst case of that disease, your bladder gets removed. So it's a bladder is a part of our body that is really responsible for security symbolically. 
And so I started to look all around the world for all the holistic methods on how to heal myself and being so angry with life and so angry with the universe and like how you can do it to me. I had already suffered enough in my childhood and now I have to suffer with this disease. I almost died three times and it was just too much of everything. And I actually say that story in my TED talk. This is the story I really wanted to share. The first story I really wanted to share with the world because it was my biggest lesson. And I got to the point in my life where just nothing made sense anymore. And I just could not put all the dots together. And I said, okay, I just surrender. If this is it, if this is the life I'm going to have, that I would just be sick for the rest of my life and I would take all these medications and I would just take care of myself. And if this is it, if that's my package in this life, so be it. I take it, I accept it. And that was the very first time when I actually accepted something about myself that I was rejecting How old were for you so many years. I was around 25 when that happened. It was already, I was having my disease already for over seven years at this point. What is acceptance? What does that mean? How does that feel? Acceptance means or feels like warm. 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 It's, it's not pink. defeated. Wait, warm, pink. pink. Um, oh my God, I love that. That you are surrounded by, that you can just completely let yourself surrender to, let's say. That's how I visualize self-acceptance. If I had to draw an image, this is the image I would draw. It's feeling so safe and so warm and so beautifully holded by something and that something is nothing else but yourself, your own energy. But that's the only place really where the self-love can be born. And the moment when you accept the parts of you that you are not happy with, that you reject, including disease, including illness, including any condition, that is the very first moment you actually allow your subconsciousness to heal yourself. Because it's the very first moment when your subconsciousness can actually send the right signals to your body to start the healing process. Before everything that is separated, everything that is rejected, there is no healing that, that can occur from that energy. So the moment when I just had that acceptance, I actually within a week completely healed my disease. Within a week? Within a week, yeah. No surgery, no Nothing. external interference. No, I stopped my medication. I never took my medication since. Since then? Since then. And I believe that if whatever you desire in life, whatever is your biggest desire, that desire, that feeling of desire creates the feeling, the very feeling of lack on the other side. Because it's actually the information, whatever desire you have, if it's for, to become rich, to become successful. And if you focus on that desire, you actually communicate constantly to yourself, I'm not there. Yes, something's missing. Something is missing, exactly. So I believe that to get anywhere is to remove that desire of getting there at all. How do you do that? It's the hardest lesson ever, right? It's like, imagine you are poor and you want to be rich, but actually I, I really believe that the fastest way to get there is to convince yourself 
that you are enough and you are having absolutely enough in that moment. And when that desire is gone, you can manifest anything. I really believe that because I've seen examples of this in my own life, including all the areas really of my life. It's like it's the fastest way to manifest anything because anything we do, we do in order to feel something. And anything we do, we really do in order to feel happy. Like you mm. said in, in our interview, which we had a chance to have last week. So it was, I really resonated with that. And so if you have all these feelings inside you, that means the tools to activate those feelings are also inside you. And by learning how to activate them without those external things actually brings you to those external things that will have the same frequency. So it's the most powerful law of attraction, which is the hardest thing to do because you can't just trick yourself. You can't just trick yourself, ah, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. It that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious knows if you are happy or if you are not happy. So it really is on sort of, sometimes life is pushing you through horrible situation. So you actually finally let go and just surrender. And that creates that shift that is necessary to get exactly to the place where you want to be. So what you're saying is hardship is good for us because then what happens is it gets harder and harder and harder until you can't take it anymore. And then you give up. Is that what you said? Give up? Surrender. There is a difference, isn't there? Let go. Let go. Mm -hmm. Not and, give and then up, when you go. do that, life does the work. You manifest what you need. A hundred percent. But it's not that you have to go through hard situations. However, some of us can get there in another way because it's actually pretty easy to shift without all this struggle. Yeah. You can by simply taking a decision, a choice and understanding that in this moment you are in the exactly right place. And in this moment you are everything you need. And everything at every moment is absolutely perfect. If you get to that mentality, you don't need to shift anymore. You don't need to go through hard situation. However, people are constantly both living in the future and living with desire in order to push us, in order to get to that fullness and wholeness within ourselves. We will have to face hard situation that will force us to, to finally understand certain lessons in a harder way. If we don't resist for so long, maybe life would be easy. Is that you, also you true? You can stop resisting right now, here, today, and your life will change simply by accepting everything that is. You see, everyone, this is why we're so such good friends, because you sit next to Dorota and you feel that incredible contentment, incredible energy of, I am okay, I'm complete. I am who I am, and that's wonderful. Yes. And I, and I will tell you, I mean, I wish you could feel what I'm feeling right now. This is not just talk. This is, I think it's your soul talking. It's your essence. This is who you really are. And it's really incredible. I want to go back to that point, if you don't mind. Of course. Because I used several words about surrender and giving up. And you said letting go. And letting go. So a lot of people in our westernized culture, we get those Hollywood movies, the idea of never give up and never surrender, and it's weakness to do that. And mm -hmm. of course, you go to business school and they give you all of that. Right. 
you know, fluffy, <laughs> big talk about, you know, you're never going to lose the war. You, it's okay to lose the battle. What war? I never understood that. You're saying surrender is pink, fluffy, and warm. It's a wonderful feeling. It's hmm? a wonderful feeling. It's unconditional trust. Oh. It's trust. Trust in what? Why do people dislike letting go so much? And how did you find that within you? Well, first of all, I didn't have a choice. I chose the, <laughs> I chose the hard way, mm -hmm. right? I wish I knew that. 15 years ago when I, when I started to be sick, and I could save myself all this hardcore journey, but at the same time, I wouldn't change a single thing because I learned the hard way, but I learned this to my deepest core. Like if you see me without having a home, without having any money, without being in a relationship, and you will experience, be able to feel the energy I have within myself, you will have impression that I have everything. And you do. And I do. And surrendering, the art of surrendering, is nothing else but trusting at every single moment that you are everything and that in every single moment you are in exactly right place with exactly right people and everything that happens, happens from you and you are the creator of your life so you can go and play with it. So for me, it's like life is the canvas. What do I want to paint? but I don't have any more desires. I have dreams, of course, and I have visions, but they are not desires. Seven years ago, when that healing happened to me, I said to myself, to universe, I am here at service. I don't know, and I can't possibly know what are my biggest skills, what are my biggest talents. I am committing to discovering them, to discovering them fully, to discovering myself fully, who I am and how can I serve this world in the best possible way. And for the rest, let it just be whatever that will be. I can't possibly imagine that because my imagination is my greatest limit. I can't imagine what I don't know. So I'm like, okay, show me where my skills will be used in the best way. And since that moment, if I tell you my life journey and everything that has manifested Tell me you would <laughs> you would just simply not believe it like meeting the most incredible people ever and really the power of manifestation that arised in my life was something that i was surprised myself how this powerful was this technique well technique art of living and every time i cut myself having desire that's the moment if i ever experience unhappiness that is in the moment that always links to a desire that is unfulfilled. Mm. And the moment I let go of that desire, my pure joy, freedom, happiness comes back right away. Yeah, I share that, you know that. So the reality is there is a massive difference between looking into the future, thinking about what's missing in your life, or looking into this right this moment and enjoying what is present. 100%. And when you manage to find that that is present, somehow the desire for something different goes away because yes. it's sort of like, oh, I wish I had this juice or that meal while you have another wonderful juice or wonderful meal and you stop enjoying what you have because you're, you're, thinking, somewhere about, else. Yes. you're thinking about what it is that you wish to have. And eventually for many of us who've succeeded in life, when you get to that somewhere else, 
you realize it wasn't that different at all. It wasn't no. really worthy of it. Completely. And, and it's not really about the form that you will experience that something through. It's, it's really the feeling that we all want to have. So what do you want to feel by having that juice precisely? And there is really more than one way to get into that feeling, not only by having this juice. So if you want to feel fit and you can't go to the gym three times per week, okay, what else give you a feeling of feeling fit? Maybe simply, you know, drinking a juice every single morning. That will already give you that satisfaction that you might need so much and crave so much. It's actually not that hard to produce those feelings if we just give ourselves a chance to to search a little bit more for that feeling inside ourselves and not outside of ourselves. So I want to go back to your brother, if you don't mind me asking this. Let's go deep. (laughs) How is your relationship with your brother now? Much better, thank you. Much better. How did that happen? Well, um, how did that happen? This is probably the most honest interview I've ever had. (laughs) Not that I'm not honest, but it's probably the deepest interview because people normally don't ask me that questions. To be very honest, my parents started to suffer from alcoholism. And this is what sort of reunited me and my brother in the last years. Because it only happened a few years ago. And that would sort of, in a strange way, without any forcing, reunited us in a mutual love for our parents. Had you given up on that by then? I mean, had you... Yes. So you never expected to get close to your brother no. again? No, that's the thing. I tried for so many years to be close to him and to reveal that relationship. And every time it would be very painful because he would say to me some not nice things and like he never told me in my life he loved me ever and he would say things that would make me feel really not very nice and sort of at some point you just start to protect yourself from Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and i started to just build that little shield of protection of like okay i accept you don't love me but at least i won't accept the pain you bring me anymore because Mm. i have enough Mm. of self-respect now that i don't have to take it and when that shift happened and the problem with my parents started to occur he started to reach out this was the first time he gave me ever a hug or things like that and i was touched to my tears i was like oh my god this is thank you And I started to see how much of my attention he was craving and my approval and my appreciation. And now it's the first time I think this year we are actually calling, we actually call each other. So this is like really, really good. I mean, there are so many people out there that somehow feel and experience the same. It's that craving for love from someone that you sort of pinpoint and say this is the one that needs to love me and unless that one loves me Mm. life is missing something and what would you tell those people what is the way to go beyond the idea of that single obsession of finding love with one person yes it leads really to what i said before which is like if you want to feel loved there is more than one way to experience that and you know, we link it to one person, but actually what we want to feel is to feel loved, period. So I build myself a family of friends who give me that feeling of love. And not that I rely on it, because I really 
am the biggest source of my love and I want this to stay like that. But I did build relationships that definitely give me a lot of satisfaction in life. And in this way, when even things like breakup happens or your family member is not close to you, it just doesn't destroy you. It might be sad, it might be disappointing, but you understand that there is so much people there who love you. And I'm certain of that, that you just need to remind yourself that. And actually, a years ago, I did an exercise. I was feeling a little bit confused, a little bit, you know, I was on this research of self-love and where I am. And, and I was going for a very difficult time with my parents. And I decided to write a letter to my best friends to ask them to tell me what they loved about me. And it was the most vulnerable thing I've done because I've been always very independent and very sort of, I can do it all by myself. And I just told them, look, I'm actually, I'm struggling right now. And I would really love for you to just tell me what is that you love about me. And I got some of the most beautiful letters. And it just, you know, reminded me of there is really always someone there who really loves you. And we just need to remember that. I think we should go on for another extra hour. I normally do that same, same exercise, by the way. I take it to two steps. I actually never asked people to send that to others, but I ask everyone to write down what they love about themselves. I'd say, write your name on the top of a, a blank sheet of paper and, and maybe associate that with a wonderful description, like generous Mo or kind Mo or whatever, something that you think is good about yourself. And then write down, here is what I love about you and start writing, mm. you know, start writing whatever you can find and you'll be surprised. I know of many people who come to me who struggle with their happiness, who could not write a single line. And, yes, I've and, seen and if you're unable to love yourself, how do you expect others to love you? And I think that's really 100%. a big question. You simply might not attract it as really it comes from you and the life is a representation of what happens inside you. If you do not love yourself, you might really struggle in finding love in your life in the first place, like mm. you said. How do we love ourselves? I struggled with that myself really? for years. Oh yeah, I did, for sure. Wow. I always pushed myself really, really hard. I took care of myself maybe, but love, how do you love yourself? How do you do that? How do I do that? It's reminding myself, it's asking myself every now and then a question, what if I will never be anything more than I am here and now? Could I be okay with it? And when I look at like, at myself in this way, I suddenly see all amazing things I have done and who I have become and how I am. And suddenly this big gratitude just arises from nowhere. Yeah. And I actually practice the gratitude for myself and self-love every single day. I have a very beautiful meditation technique that I combine with different meditation modalities that really resonated with me on a very core level. And I just try to plug into that feeling every single day. So I don't even start my day or talk to people without first being in that space of reminding myself that I'm everything. And you are. Don't, I don't <laughs> you... know how to thank you enough. This has been truly, truly wonderful. For what you taught us, I'm really, really grateful. 
Thank uh, you so much. And for uh, opening up and sharing to remind everyone that there are no celebrities really. It's just... Uh, no. We're just all children. We're just all going through. And we all really are seeking the same thing, love and self-love and happiness. And if we realize this, let's just make it this journey together and reunite in those feelings together. Because if everyone would be happy and, and love themselves, the world can be so much better. Totally true. So I wish you, in return, a lot of pink, warm, fluffy <laughs> trust for the world and the universe. And I yes. wish everyone that's listening to us to find that feeling too. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And for all of you who joined us, Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow me on social media. Search for Mo Gaudet, Slow Mo, Soul for Happy, or One Billion Happy. I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, there is always time to slow down. Until next time, stay happy.